Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Alright, welcome and good evening to all to the second episode of the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast. So I would like to say, first of all, a uh, very happy new year, 2021, to all our listeners out there. And today we have a brand new topic to discuss on this podcast today. Firstly, I'd like to welcome Arjun back joining us on today's podcast. Arjun, good evening. Good evening, Stephen. Thank you for the Yeah, no problem. Uh, Arjun, happy new year to you. Happy New Year to you too. Yeah, so what's on the agenda today, Arjun? Yeah, so I'm uh, glad to be back recording this podcast. Uh, so today we are going to talk about the team of the season, or more accurately, team of the half season so far uh, for the Premier League, and uh, to discuss which players uh, would go into our starting level and the sub- seven substitutes as well. So um, for this show today, both of us have uh, prepared our own team of the half season, and uh, we are going to lay it out. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. Um, so we'll have, so the format goes like this. It's only limited to Premier League, first 11, mm-hmm. and we'll have seven subs each. Yeah. Yeah. Is that correct, Arjun? Correct, yes, right? that's correct. So that uh, includes such that we need to have uh, one goalkeeper on the starting 11 and uh, one goalkeeper on the substitutes bench as well. And a balanced uh, yeah. team, uh, as well as on the substitutes bench, a balanced bench as well, including defenders, midfielders, and strikers. Understand. I think we will do it something like um like how our manager would would, would name their starting lineup lah in a match. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, that's good. Uh, Arjun, would you like to start first with your starting level? Yes. Okay. So I would like to start with the goalkeeper position. So um, okay. Uh, there there has been a fair few bit of goalkeepers who stood out to me this season, but none more so than Martinez. Uh, mm-hmm. from if I remember correctly, when he moved from uh, Arsenal to Aston Villa. He mentioned that he was a step up in his career and nobody would have believed him then, including me. I always felt it was a step down. Uh, however, given Aston Villa's form this season, they have all shocked us. And this was down to two key pieces of business, including uh, signing a top-class goalkeeper such as Martinez. And this has them flying high up in the table where they are currently in the fifth position. And they have two games in hand over the likes of Liverpool and Leicester and one game in hand over the likes of United, Everton, and some of the rest. So, um, there's every chance they could maintain this form and claim a Champions League spot this season. And I think it's, uh, a big part of that is down to Martinez in keeping the goals out this season. So, that's my goalkeeper. At left-back, I don't think it has been uh, uh, any competition at all this season other than... Uh, so, I would have definitely have to go for Robertson. I don't think anyone else has come close to him. Uh, from the left-back position in terms of uh, keeping clean sheets as well as the attacking output. So Robertson is my first-choice left-back. Um, as for centre-backs, uh, I, 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 I wanted to uh, put in Fabinho somewhere in this lineup, and I was wondering should I put him in at defensive midfield or centre-back. But I feel this season he has made his mark more in centre, at centre-back ever since Virgil van Dijk's injury. So uh, Fabinho claims my first centre-back spot. The, for the second centre-back spot, um, there was a few centre-backs in my mind, but uh, the one that stood out to me was Vestergaard. 
I feel he has contributed quite a lot to Southampton's uh, good form this season, in, even in terms of goals from set pieces. Uh, so his stats, uh, it goes to show that it's, he has 13 appearances this season in the Premier League, where he has five clean sheets and three goals. And in the recent uh, United, Man United's match against Southampton, Westergaard did prove to be a big threat from set pieces, although he did not score. And so he uh, claims the second centre-back spot in my uh, team of the season. As for the right-back spot, this was a spot that I had to um, think a lot since uh, I do not feel like anyone has made a huge claim. Uh, any, no right-back has stood out to me this season. So I would have to go for Cancelo just because he has been uh, consistent in a Man City team that has recently kept a lot of clean sheets. Uh, where they have six clean sheets in 12 games this season uh, for Cancelo. Now moving on to the midfield. Uh, as for defensive midfield, my first defensive midfielder would be Hoiberg because uh, he has been Mourinho's midfield general on the pitch this season and every Spurs team would probably have him as the first name on the starting lineup this season. I feel he's the one player Mourinho depends on the most. Uh, other than Kane and Son in the Spurs uh, starting lineup. So, Hyper claims my first uh, defensive midfield position. As for the second position, to me, it was a toss up between uh, Fred and Wijnaldum. But I, in the end, maybe because of my Man United bias, I had to go for Fred. But I also feel it's because Fred has improved leaps and bounds, and it's one of the major reasons why United are in the top four currently because of his consistency, and he has been a very good replacement for Ender Herrera, that kind of energy that he brings to midfield. He's not a traditional Brazilian midfielder in, uh, in the sense of the word, but he has been very uh, energetic, tenacious, uh, brilliant tackler of the ball, good passer, and so Fred just picks Wijnaldum to uh, my def second defensive midfield spot. As for the center attacking spot, midfield spot, uh, I don't think I can find anyone other than Bruno Fernandes to fill that spot just because of how single-handedly he has brought this Man United team uh, so close to the top. And so Bruno Fernandes takes that such a attacking midfield spot for me. As for the left wing, uh, I, would, uh, I was tossing between Son and Mane. But since I have Salah on the right wing in my team of the season, uh, I wanted to give the uh, left wing spot to Son. So Son takes my left wing spot since he, uh, through his goals and assists this season, he has uh, definitely improved Tottenham Hotspur and they have had a good form up to recently. And on the right wing spot, uh, it's none other than Salah. He's definitely by far the best right, wing, right winger in the Premier League right now. And I don't think anyone even comes close. And as for the striker position, this is where uh, there was a lot of competition for me because there has been a lot of strikers uh, on form this season. But for me, the one striker that has uh, improved so much and proven a lot of people wrong is Bamford, where uh, I feel he just beats the likes of uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Kane and Vardy to my team of the season starting lineup. So Bamford is up there. So, so just a bit of stats for Bamford is that in 16 appearances this season, he has had 10 goals and 2 assists. And he's been one of the mainstays of this Leeds free-scoring attacking side. So that's, that would be my uh, starting lineup. And now moving on to the substitutes. My substitute goalkeeper is Nick Pope. Um, for the start of the season, uh, Burnley weren't doing too well. 
partly also because Nick Pope wasn't in such outstanding form as he was last season. But recently, uh, probably in the last six or so matches or seven matches, Nick Pope has been in outstanding form, uh, even earning a lot of clean sheets in the process. So he has 14 appearances and six clean sheets this season, which is very impressive for a Burnley team. Moving on to the second substitute position, it will be Thiago Silva, who has come in and uh, given a lot of confidence to the Chelsea backline, tightened it up and provided real leadership as well. So uh, Thiago Silva definitely claims my second spot. As for the third substitute spot, um, I, would, uh, I, I was wanting to give it to Johnny Evans since uh, he has performed admirably in the absence of his regular centre-back partner, Soinku, where he has 12 appearances and four clean sheets. And that has uh, helped bring Leicester up to a respectable third position uh, so far this season. And it all looks like they could cement their position in the top four and go to the Champions, qualify for the Champions League next season. So that is my third substitute. Uh, for my fourth substitute, it would be none other than Jack Grealish, who, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Martinez was one of the main reasons Aston Villa is doing so well. In an attacking sense, Jack Grealish has dragged the team along with uh, Ollie Watkins, the striker as well, uh, so, such as they are flying so high this season. And the next would be the three strikers that I mentioned who uh, Bamford just paid to the starting lineup, who are Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy, who are all English strikers who are great form this season and contributing uh, quite a lot respectively to their teams. And I do believe uh, England has a very good competition, a very healthy and good competition for striking birds at Euro 2021 and nobody's place is to be taken for granted. Uh, and so Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Kane and Vardy make up my final three substitutes on the bench. Yeah, over to you, Stephen. It's a very attacking substitute that you have there. Three strikers, yes, one definitely. winger. Because um, I felt that I could not leave out any one of these strikers since it would be uh, unfair to them since they have been having such a good but, season. But, but you got two centre-backs and no left or right back though. That, that is true, but yeah. Um, yeah, that is true. But I feel uh, full-backs haven't done too well this season. Uh, maybe with the exception of Chilwell. Um, mm. But these are the players I felt that would make it to my team of the season in terms of their individual contribution to their team, uh, ensuring that their team are flying high and on form this season. Yeah, so I can't wait yeah, to hear your Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, but also one more thing is that Patrick Bamford as I think eleventh uh, yeah. center center forward was was a bit surprising as well. Yeah. But but to be honest, I didn't know that his stat was this good. Sixteen appearance, ten goals, and two assists for yeah, right. a, a promoted team is quite a good return. It, it's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So my turn for the team of the season. Firstly, mm -hmm. I want to say that both of us did not discuss about who we put our in our team of the season before we. Draftery out lah. Yeah. So, uh, so if we have a lot of similarity, which I looking at mine, I think we have. It's purely coincidental lah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, firstly, my starting first eleven goalkeeper is uh Edison, mm -hmm. Manchester City. He yeah. is the leading uh contender of the clean sheet golden glove. Uh, he currently has seven clean sheet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and only considered twelve goals. Surprisingly. Yeah. When preparing for this podcast, mm -hmm. um, I look back at I was thinking that oh shit, like uh City should 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 have a lot of goal considered since they ship 
five against Leicester at home. But surprisingly, after 14 games, they only considered 12. So it means if you minus off that five goals considered against Leicester, yeah. in the remaining 13 games, they only considered about yeah, seven, seven goals. Yeah. So that's quite a good return. Yeah. So Edison, of course, have to take credit on that. So mm-hmm. that will be so he will be my first choice goalkeeper. First choice left back, same as you. Yeah. Uh, Robertson. 15 games, four clean sheet, one goal, five assists. So it's quite an even return in terms of defense and attack. Yeah. And as a Liverpool fan, when I see him play, he's always full of energy. He's always running. Mourinho once said before, watching Robertson play makes me feel tired because of his constant running. <laughs> so yeah, that that, that kind of justifies why he is in my team. And it's not that it's not it's not like he is a workforce where he can uh, continue running for for nothing lah. There is end product with running. Yeah. And he read uh he rarely get caught out of position, even though he always, you know, support attack in Liverpool's gameplay. Yeah. But previously that is also because yeah, that is also because previously there is uh Virgil Van Dyke covering for him. Hmm. But even though now Van Dyke is not there, um I think uh Fabinho is still doing is is, is doing a good job at centre back. And that's why he's also my first choice centre back. Uh, for my team of the season, Fabinho. Yeah. 10 match in all competition since Virgil van Dijk's injury and only 5 goals considered. So including Champions League and Premier League, he played 10 match since van Dijk's injury and he only considered 5 goals in the match he played in. So that's quite a good return, I would say. Alright, the next centre-back that I have is Ruben Diaz from Manchester City uh, as opposed to your Vestergaard. I think Diaz has um, improved City's defense by a lot. Yeah, one of, one of the reasons that City didn't retain the title last season was that if their their failure to replace company. So as I mentioned during the last uh, podcast, I think that Diaz, in terms of quality, defensive quality wise, maybe not so on leadership. But defensive quality wise, he can develop and eventually be on par as Vincent Company. On my right back is, uh, to be honest, as a Liverpool fan, I'm tempted to put Trent Alexander Arnold, but he hasn't really shined this season and with a couple of injuries, niggling injuries, which he had to uh, set out a few matches, crucial matches. Your Cancelo, same as you, Arjun. Yeah. 12 games, 6 clean sheet as well. So I'm glad that um, Pep Guardiola has settled down on his you know, right-back choice. Sometimes Kyle Walker plays, but in the matches that I've seen, Cancelo mostly play. If he doesn't play on right-back, he will be on left-back. So he's, he's, it is this kind of versatility that, that I put it in my first 11. Yeah. Uh, moving on to midfield. So the formation that I've chosen is 4-3-3. Four, four, three, three. So I have three midfield and three midfielders and three attackers. Same as Arjun's formation. Yeah. Uh, I have two defensive midfield. The first one will be um, Gini Wijnaldum. So Gini Wijnaldum will be a bit like Fred, I would say, in the sense that rival team uh, players or rival team fans will not appreciate what they do to the club because of their, I would say, silent contribution to the uh, in, during the match. Lah. So Gini Wijnaldum, from the, his stat is not uh, fantastic. It's not eye-catching. 15 games, one goal, zero assists. However, during the game, when I, as a Liverpool fan, I watch the game, he does the simple things very well. Ball, ret- uh, ball retention, 
like 50-50 duo, like at tight situation when opponent are closing up, closing in and out of him, he will find the correct pass and he he rarely lose the ball. Lah. Yeah, I would say. The second defensive midfielder I have is uh Holberg, uh same as you, Arjun, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh again, his stats is not amazing. 15 games, zero goals, one assist. But I think he is the typical Jose Mourinho signing as a Michael Essien in Chelsea. Yeah, the kind of defensive work that he do, the screening he provides um, in front of the back four. And now he's uh, hitting up a very good partnership with uh, Musa Sissoko uh, in the midfield. Yeah, so I think this that is the key reason why Tottenham is challenging for the top four. Or in fact, two weeks ago, up and two weeks ago, challenging for the title. Yeah, it's because of they have a very good defensive shoot. Moving on to my uh, attacking midfielder, can't complain. Hands down, Bruno Fernandes. 15 games, 10 goals, 7 assists. His goal involvement is more than his appearance. 15 games, 17 goal, uh, goal involvement. So there's no complaint here. There's no debate here. Bruno Fernandes has completely uh, overhauled the whole MU team. Like. I would say now the whole MU team is built around him. They are looking to him, passing the ball to him uh, in a bit to change the game, in a bit to score goals. And he is now the talisman of the club. Front three, my left winger, uh, Son Heung-min. So far, the best performing left winger in the Premier League. 11 goals, 4 assists. Uh, the talisman for Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, uh, I would say nobody come close la, as of now. Not Wilfred Zaha, not Jack Grealish, not Sadio Mane. And right wing, Mohamed Salah. 13 goals, 3 assists. To be honest, as a Liverpool fan, maybe I do not appreciate him that much <laughs> since he has been scoring goals constantly for us and we have been expecting him to score goals. But slowly but steadily, he has suddenly, out of nowhere, is now leading the Golden Boot race. So no complaint there. I, I feel that as a Liverpool fan, there's no bias here. I think his position in my starting level is fully justified. All right, centre forward. I think uh, Arjun put in Patrick Benford. It's a bit, it's a bit surprising. But my choice here is uh, Dominic Cavalouin. Completely surprising. At the start of the season, I would... choice being a Liverpool fan putting an Everton striker? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. But <laughs> to be honest, if you look at his performance this season, the, the, one of the reasons why I put him is also the, 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 how say, the element of surprise. La. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I didn't, at the start of the season, if you ask me who will be, you know, in contention of the Golden Boot, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Dominic Cavalier. But this season, his performance, especially in the box, in the six-yard area, in the air as well, Richarlison, Richarlison's cross, Lucas Ding at the right back, left back, Seamus Coleman at the right back, the crosses that they put in, he tend to get to it. And a lot of his goals this season, I don't have the data, but a lot of the goal this season are from headers as well, from what I see, the highlights. So 15 appearances, 11 goals, 0 assists, but the goals return is very, very good. Moving on, so that's my first 11. Moving on to my subs. My substitute goalkeeper is Emil Martinez. Yeah, so like what Adrian mentioned earlier, he said going to Aston Villa is a step up in career. Uh, I do agree in some sense because he is now becoming... Uh, 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 a first choice in the club. 
it's a bit like how Sam Johnstone goes from MU to West Brom to, to become the first choice. You know, now he's playing well. Uh, a lot of save against Liverpool in the game two days ago, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, contrary to Arjun's uh, Nick Pope, I have Martinez in as my sub. 14 appearance, 8 clean sheet, and 14 conceded. My second sub is a left-back, Ben Chilwell. Yeah, I think he has performing. He has been performing constantly uh, on a consistent basis this, this season for Chelsea. And the third sub they have is the centre-back, Silva. Yeah, Thiago Silva from Chelsea as well. He also one of the players that has surprised me this season. Lah. Coming in on a free contract from PSG, I would think that he is there to like, he's like a Ragnar Klavan from Liverpool for Liverpool a uh, few seasons ago, where he is a, a substitute, uh, you know. Yeah, but he has come in, he has brought his leadership in, and he has improved Chelsea defense uh, alongside with Mendy as well as the goalkeeper. But his leadership cannot be underestimated, I feel. Yeah. So the fourth sub that I have is Tariq Lampy, a right back. I think I this when I discussed football with Arjun previously a few months ago when I said started, I said he is one of the few that we should keep an eye on uh, as a rising star. And I feel that he is one of the uh, most promising youngsters uh, that we have in the Premier League so far. Uh, the Brighton right back. Yeah. Um moving on to my fifth substitute is the midfielder. Kevin De Bruyne, I think his quality is, is there for all to see. Uh, cannot keep him alone on the ball for very long. Yeah, so he has to be under constant pressure, constant uh, man marking. Yeah, uh, but he can only make it into my sub lah, for this first 11 that I have. My sixth sub, I agree with Arjun. I put in Jack Grealish, very direct in his play. He is the talisman for Aston Villa this season as well, in terms of their attack. And the last sub that I have, is last but not least is Harry Kane, the striker who has turned his goals into a city season and has formed up a very good partnership with Son Hyung-min. And of course, alongside with the defense, he is one of the key components in Tottenham's title challenge this season, I feel. Yeah, so that's how our first 11 stack up against each other this season. Arjun, any comments? Yes, definitely your selection of Kevin De Bruyne surprised me a little bit. Uh, Having with the since he had missed uh, some parts of this season with injury, uh, that's one of the reasons I didn't consider him. Uh, having said that, I just looked up the stats of Kevin De Bruyne this season, and he has something like 13 appearances, two goals, and seven assists, which is not a bad return. Uh, although he did not hit quite hit the standards of uh, what he did last season, so th- uh, yeah, that that was the reason I didn't uh, include him since uh, he missed some parts of the season with injury and he did not stand out to me this season as he usually does. But it's probably because his standards are so high and he hasn't quite hit them this season. Uh, so that, that was one of the notable uh, differences in our substitutes bench. And the other one is my decision to include three strikers in the substitutes bench, uh, making my bench quite quite imbalanced since I do not have a fullback and I only have an attacking midfielder in Jack Grealish, uh, no other central midfielders, midfielders as well. But I felt in terms of strikers, I could not leave all these four strikers out, including Bamford. So uh, what, what are your comments on that? Yeah, I, I think my comments is the same as what I said earlier. It's very aggressive, very attacking. I think as a Premier League manager, it would be unwise to put three centre forward and one left winger <laughs> in, your starting, I, in, your, in your subs. I yeah. Feel. Yeah. And the other um, difference was the Fred and Wijnaldum difference. 
Would you, probably... would, you, Arjun, would you consider Grealish as a midfielder? Jack Grealish? Yeah, Jack uh, Grealish. Yes, I consider him a midfielder primarily because uh, I, I feel he can play the Bruno role, Bruno Fernandes role. Uh, not as a defensive midfielder for sure, but uh, I think he can most definitely play as a centre-attacking midfielder. Although he was commonly placed out of the left for Aston Villa, he does play some matches in the centre as well. Yeah, you were saying something, right? I'm sorry, I, I interrupted. Yeah. So, uh, just about the Fred and Wijnaldum difference. Um, hmm. I think it's true, What uh, I completely agree with what you said, uh, where rival clubs would not see their contribution during matches. You mentioned that Wijnaldum had 15 appearances, 1 goal and 0 assists. Uh, Fred's yes. stats are very similar. He has 0 goals and 0 assists in the Premier League this season. <laughs> Uh, however, when you watch the match, his contribution, especially as a shield to the back four, is tremendous. His work rate, his 50-50, winning the 50-50 duels, playing the simple passes, not giving the ball away. So that has, uh, especially his partnership with McDominay as well, has uh, provided the foundation for Bruno Fernandes to thrive and not worry too much about the defensive side of the game. So I feel uh, maybe the reason I didn't consider Wijnaldum, I, I did consider Wijnaldum initially, but maybe because of my bias towards Fred as a Man United fan, uh, and also uh, since I feel like Wijnaldum has been performing at that level for quite some time, whereas Fred uh, this season has elevated his game quite a lot uh, to improve and probably stake his uh, place in the team, which is why I had Fred on the team. But um, So it's mainly his improvement yeah. compared to last season that impressed yes. you? Um, definitely. Uh, in, I mean, in terms of improvement, that's why I put him uh, Martinez, Vestergaard, Bamford, um, all these players are, uh, even Dominic Calvin-Lewin, Jack Grealish, all these players, I feel last season, they didn't quite hit the heights, but this season, they've been pretty good. All right. All right. Thank you, Ajit. All right, fellow listeners, any comments on our first 11? Please do share with us. And we would like to ask our fellow listeners if there's any topic that you would like Arjun and myself to discuss, please do drop us a DM on our Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Ruven Arjun for Arjun, which is R-V-A-N-A-R-J-U-N and at Stephen underscore Rob underscore on for myself. There's at S-T-E-P-H-E-N underscore R-O-C-K underscore on. And last but not least, this podcast is sponsored by Starstruck Bakery and Mr. Boy SG. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you another time soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much.